You want to do the intro? No, you can do it. Well, come on. Just try to go broadcasting live from Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> before, the, before the beep. Oh, you missed it. No, start to announce. <laughs> broadcasting live from Hartford, Connecticut. The Hartford Yacht Goats radio show <laughs> with your guest, Dave Sissiot. We don't say last names on this show. Oh, fuck. So, <laughs> Dave <Sorry>. C. <laughs> God damn it, Eric. <laughs> well, let me... Hey, everybody. We're back with another episode, and we got Eric here in the studio. Uh, Cass, the lovely Miss Cass, is getting is busy uh, getting engaged. Can I say that? I she did post so. it online. Yeah, I guess. I always say we could edit this out in post, and then we I never do that. <laughs> never do that. I'll send her a text, and if she says fine, I'll, I'll keep it in. If yeah. she says no, get it out. You, no one will ever know this existed. She might not want to because it might be like she wants like all the all the guys, the single guys, to think that she's single, so they listen. You know? Oh, that's the, I'm trying to think. Let's see what's so loud. It's the uh, it's the music is so loud. Alright, I'm gonna switch over to Herb Alpert, please, Herb. That's some Lee written out. Oh yes. I'm going to see him in a month or so. At Infinity Hall. Infinity Hall, Hall? yeah. Yeah, we were, we had talked about it. I'm like, you guys wanna go? It's on a Wednesday night. And then it's like I think it was like fifty dollars and then there was one seat up in the front row, <laughs> and you guys were like I I'm not gonna go. And I'm like I'm buying this, and so I'm going alone. That's perfect for Lee Rittenauer. Yeah, yeah, you got to go alone. I think uh, I used I used to have, I had a friend. We used to make jokes about we wanted to go to see Spyro Gyra at uh, <laughs> at that Infinity Hall, but we had to wear like Southwestern vests <laughs> and grow out our a mustache and polo tie, like. Oops, dressed the part for. Uh, I don't know why that is the part for uh, smooth jazz. Oh, I remember I bought. I had a uh, the tape club. I had the Lee Rittenauer. I, I never replied back, so all, I got this Lee Rittenauer cassette mm-hmm. in the mail. I, I probably still owe money for yeah, the like, Lee Rittenauer. Yeah, like eight ninety nine or whatever it was. My brother played trumpet in uh, elementary and middle and high school. He had like. One of the Marsalis tapes, yep. and he had uh, Spira Gyra, and it was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know if that really. I think he liked some of it. I, he did like it, and it, you know, it was what it was. I didn't think it was very cool at the time. I didn't. I didn't have an appreciate. I didn't have an appreciation <laughs> for smooth stuff when I was. Like young. You were a metal kid. You had that that heavy yeah. metal. You know, I have a, I have a story about. One of the, like, the origin stories of me and my first uh, my first experience with smooth music. Uh, I, I was it was making me giggle think about it, thinking about it, but I'll, I'll I'll save that for later. I think. Oh uh, come on, I want to hear it. No, now. it may be a, it, it will it might it might come in, into play later. I think we have we have a few things we've talked about. We've talked about we keep teasing like why did Steve Lukather block us on Twitter, mm, and then I'll te- I, I know. Well, you know why. I know I know why. <laughs> That was my fault, but um, yeah. So, so yeah, for this show, we're gonna try 
a really interesting format for a yacht rock show, um, and it may fail miserably. Did you come up with this idea on a Nyquil haze? Were you um, too much Nyquil last week when you were sick, or I did come up with it while <laughs> I was sick. <laughs> so I was just sitting there, and like it just sort of the the like everything else, the little seed like started germinating, and like oh, we could do this. So. Let me let me tell the story to our listeners because this episode so far has been a bit wild and woolly. So let me try to focus here. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna try doing, and let me preface it. Very common situation. I was on my computer on Discogs buying an album. Mm-hmm. Right, simple, no big whoop. The album is immaterial as to what I was buying. But I noticed that the seller said, for $5, we can ship as many albums as you, as you want to get. Oh, good deal. It was a good deal. So I, I was like, well, let's see what else this here seller has. And so I went on to their site, and you can check albums by year. So I was like 77 through 84, going that's, through albums. That's cool. And, you know, there, there's some that are expensive, but there's a lot that are maybe in the $2 range. Uh, and so I was basically saying any cover that just looked like it was some some singer, songwriter, or some kind of thing that looked soft, I had no idea what it was. <laughs> and I would click on it, and, you know, each one was maybe a dollar, $2.50, and I would see who the players were on the album. And occasionally I'd see like, hey, I, there's somebody I know. There's there's Jay Graydon. There's Lee Rittenauer. Da 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 da. And but I had no idea what this music sounds like. And oh. it's not on Spotify. Okay. And I have it. So I got about ten albums here. I there's two that I was aware of beforehand, but I couldn't really tell you what they sound like. The other eight. Maybe there's one in there I sort of have an idea, but I, it's pretty much a mystery. So here, here's what's going to happen is I'm going to pull out the first one. All right. I'm going to show it to you. We're going to talk about it so the listeners, can, if they want to, can look it up themselves. Then I'm actually going to stop the recording. Eric and I are going to go listen to the album so we don't, <laughs> you don't have to take up the time listening to it. And we're going to report back to say... Was or was was there any yacht rock? And in essence, and if there was, if or not really yacht rock, but was there something that sounded yachty? And of course, we're not going to do a yacht or yacht or anything like that because that's what the the big shots do, you know, beyond yacht rock. But so we're sort of like looking for a nugget. We're looking for nuggets. We're 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 panning for yacht gold. <laughs> yeah. uh, we are. But and so like uh. the, the, the I think the criteria would be: is this a song we would play? live at one of our events because we think it's good enough one or if you know if there was still was a yacht or not the yacht or not would we submit this song okay and i think and so i think now we may say okay we'll be right back hit stop and then be like hey we're back and guess what it's there ain't nothing there <laughs> it's garbage <laughs> I, it's 50 cents what do you want dollars and 50 cents i'll never get back and um and we'll see where it goes. Now, one of the other things, too, is, um, and I don't mean to make light of this either, but as we're stopping, listening to an album, coming back, stopping, listening, listening to another album, stopping, listening to another album, we're probably going to be having some adult beverages. Oh. So I'm not sure if by, <laughs> by the time we get to our sixth <laughs> album, 
it, it could be God knows what's going on. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna probably. I don't think it's. I think it's cheap laughs to be like we're we're drunk, but there could be some looseness <laughs> going on. <laughs> so, uh, are you ready for? Are, are, is there anything else we need to talk about, or do you want to start start this? Are we calling it panning for yacht gold? Or are we calling it mining for yacht? Or those are all terrible names. So, what's the worst name we could call it? That's. <laughs> It's my modus operandi. I like mining for yacht. <laughs> mining for yacht gold. There's yacht in them hills. <laughs> All right, dude. Or yacht in them hills. There's going to be a lot in yacht. And we're not going to... Sub- I mean, what we can describe it, but we're sure as hell not going to subject the listeners to it. So we're dealing for what? 1977 year you 70, bought this year? This is 77 through 83, I'm, 84. I'm feeling a lot of disco. There's gonna, I think yeah. that so th- so what we're gonna be running into here, I can already guarantee, is soft pop that maybe is from England, and they don't know how to do yacht, so no. it will be that will be off. It might be a lot of ballady singing singer stuff, yeah, and and then it could just be some straight disco, and it could be some straight R and B, and it might be where it's like smooth R&B that flirts with that yacht blue sound. Eye, blue Eyed Soul kind of stuff. From yeah, Florida yeah. And I, I do know that there, some of the stuff I can guarantee does have yacht personnel on it. So it's not like it's just completely... <laughs> They're just doing it for to pay their car well, or something. <laughs> you know, we don't know that yet. So... Uh, oh, this is cool. All right. Well, yeah. um, so we're going to start with the first one. We're, we're like 10 minutes into the episode, so we should really start the meat of the show. And so now, what, as we go through these, remember... If we find a song that we think is good, we're gonna I'm gonna record it onto tape and we'll play it. Uh, if we get through all, I don't think we're gonna get through all ten, and it'll be nothing. I'm sure there's gonna be something. I'm almost positive at least there's one album in here that has something. <laughs> or it was forty five bucks just thrown out the window. <laughs> it, it, but yeah, this is a fun experience for us. Maybe not a listener, but for us, it's a fun experience. So. Um, you know, forty-five dollars for a good good Friday night yeah. in Hartford, Connecticut, yeah. <laughs> on a cold winter night <laughs> in, yeah. in February is is reasonable. All right, all, all right. right, all right, dude. So here we go. Album number one. What do you got, Richard Kerr? Oh yes. Welcome to the club. Oh, that is. And I I want to tell you, everybody out there, please oh. go oh. Google Richard Kerr. Welcome to the club. Wow. And it's like you're having dinner with Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> Yes, champagne, <laughs> champagne flutes and everything. Champagne Whoa. flutes. And uh so now we're going to go listen to this <laughs> album. Where did it? Oh my god. <laughs> I think as far as the players on it. Now Whoa. we got Ed Green on drums. Uh who else? Bill Champlin on backing vocals. Bill Champlin and Friends. Okay. Um, Gary Coleman on percussion. Gary, Gary Coleman? Not, from, uh, oh. Yeah, right. that, that, that's been a regular confusion in the world of Yacht Rock. The back of the album is kind of cool. Look, it's almost like Roxy music, sort of. Uh, so, now, Richard Kerr, I do know one thing about him. He, uh, he was a songwriter. He was a ballad songwriter. Now, this gentleman here actually wrote the song Mandy for Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow, okay. And then he wrote that song. Uh, it's on this album. I know I'll never oh, love it. this way again. Oh yeah. That's so he wrote be... that. I think it, this is the first appearance of that song. So my prediction is. So we should just skip over that one since everybody uh, knows that one. Well, it's gonna it's a ballad, right? So ballads yeah. aren't yacht rock. So my prediction is it's gonna be a lot of ballads. It probably was 
This album came out in 78. This is probably a makeout album. This is probably like, let's get turned down the lights. and let, But this guy's voice, I don't know if it's very good. So it, I can't wait. Because right. Barry Manilow, we all know. Yeah, sure. No, he has a great voice. voice. you know. He is my go-to karaoke guy. When I sing karaoke, I can do Mandy. And my voice, wow. it just works. Uh, <laughs> I have a voice that... I'm learning new uh, things about you, Dave. That's my favorite song. <laughs> Mandy is my favorite song to do at karaoke. Absolutely. But listen... I'm going to hit stop on the recorder now. Yet again, we're going to report back. It will be instantaneous for you, the listener. We'll tell you what Richard Kerr, Welcome to the Club, is like. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you in just a little bit, everybody. Crack a beer. And just like that, we're back. That was fast, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I had half a beer. (laughs) Uh, So we have good news and bad news on Richard (laughs) Kerr's Welcome to the Club. The bad news is... There's nothing Yacht Rock on that. There's no. nothing at all. No. Um, the good news, though, is that's way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And in fact, that first song, I Can't Afford That Feeling Anymore, that song's awesome. It's, it started off, it was like, it wow, this, this is the way the guy's opening the album. Yeah. It was really kind of acoustic-y and kind of, yeah. You know, so this is recorded in Hollywood, and, I, and you know, has Bill Champlin, and as I said before, I would say... This is West Coast music, West Coast nyat, because it's it has ballad type songs, which with some pretty good choruses where the drumming kicks in. What really kind of hurts it in terms of as well in terms of yacht rock is there's too much kind of of that George Harrison Beatles yeah. kind of influence at times. Which, as far as an album goes, isn't that bad because, like, there this is a really listenable album, and the first like the the first couple songs that I can't afford that feeling anymore. I think "Live My Love for You" and then the "I Know I'll Never Love, Love This Way Again" is the is the single, but even on the on the second side, the first couple songs, they're pretty good. Like, at least I think they're pretty good. They're pretty listenable songs. And what, what you 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 were thinking some stuff about this album too? I thought like if he was thirty years in the future, if he was like in two thousand seven, and he recorded that in like Upper State New York, yeah, he would have been a huge hipster like this. Artist. This <laughs> album that that's true, like the, for like the Father John Misty, I think fans yeah. in like that sort of style, Bonivar or whatever, Ivar, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ivar. I, I mean, <laughs> however you pronounce, I his could name. I could absolutely see them listening to this album and and like just just being into it there's a couple songs that aren't that great to be, i mean it's not like you know the perfect album just as we listen through it you know just like any any other album there's the good ones and the bad ones but the good ones richard kerr yeah i get i I'm, love a musician yeah he's yeah. a good songwriter there's no doubt this guy knows what he's doing so uh all right well we came up empty we're still on we're still on the hunt folks we're still no gold what you ready for the next one I'm not sure. I have. No, I have. I? I, I, I know nothing about this one. Oh my god! I can't wait. Here we go. This is Terry Garthwaite, <laughs> what the f- hand in glove. Now, if you're out there, a, is it a Smiths cover? <laughs> no. I that would be interesting. Oh, be, oh, oh my god! If you're great. out there, Google <laughs> Terry Garthwaite, hand in glove. This probably cost me a good uh, two dollars as well. And now on this out. Oh, there's. Is, that's her, yeah, on the, on the other side. Um, this has our friend Jay Graydon on guitar. Okay. Victor Feldman on keyboards. 
and uh, that, those are the only people I know on it. Um, it's from 1978, and to me, this looks like it's gonna be singer songwriter type I'm, stuff. Dave, I'm going for. I think it's like new wave. You think it's new wave? That's in 78. Look at that. It, it's got these weird gloves. All right, not, you just not. show me the back, man. I just saw the front with the gloves. No, that's definitely singer songwriter. That's singer songwriter. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got some songs. If you can't love me, don't know you. Happiness, some other spring. There's probably the problem with this album that is also a problem with um, Richard Kerr is the freaking acoustic guitars. If these people just uh, had more electric piano and got rid of the, the the cheesy acoustic guitars, they would they would be they they it would be twenty year twenty twenty. And I'd be talking about them and playing them out live uh, because of their yachtiness. But they probably went with the acoustics. So, but we don't know yet. We shouldn't prejudge Terry Garthwaite. Um, and so, are you ready to go check it out and report back? I can't wait. All right, folks. Yet again, we'll be right back with our report if we found any yacht gold on Terry Garthwaite's hand and glove. Hey, and we're back after spending some time with Terry Garthwaite, oh, and Eric oh. was not impressed with oh, that. My, oh my God, Dave, you're like torturing me with these. <laughs> uh, you awful. can always leave, dude. No, no, <laughs> no, no, I'm in for so, it. So it was not what we expected in terms of uh, straight singer songwriter. In fact, it was more like uh, porn music, uh, and then shitty blues, yeah. and then some. Yep crappy acoustic guitar uh and then a uh a sort of if mo- the a cover of van morrison's moon dance yes if it was for an adult film in 1978 <laughs> uh there's a little bit of there's no guitar solo i didn't hear any guitar solos um there was a little you could there were a couple songs we could hear that hear the guitar going in it was kind of you know it's still cool like jay graydon but uh yeah so anyways and what i did though is I made I made a couple samples of it so you can actually show because just us talking about it might get a little boring. So I'm gonna pull this over to here, and here is a few samples of what we're talking about. Oh God! This is what, this is the first song. This is definitely porn music, <laughs> which is cool. She was a folk singer, so she, yeah, she was no, she, yeah. There was a band, The Joy of Cooking. I did some oh, research. Oh, she was in that. I've heard Joy of, that of Cooking, okay. yeah, from I've Berkeley, heard, California, '67. So then she did that crap for God knows how long. This was what '78. So this song fades out now. It's this is like the one where I'm like, oh, this is like this is like jam band blues music. Yeah. So so ten years goes by. She's in Berkeley, California. She can't make a living. This is the type of music that we, if we went out to certain places in Hartford, we would hear stuff that sounds like this. <laughs> yes. This shit's kind of popular right now, yeah. With in, the in Hartford. Yeah. Hartford's not always the, in the for- forefront of... Here, here's one of... Okay. I'm sorry for playing even this five seconds of this song. Oh, this one hurts. And then this is like the worst cultural appropriation like, <laughs> I've ever... Oh, this is I shouldn't horrific. be laughing at that. And then a ballad, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, it's like it's like 
jazzy ballad. Now this last song on the first side, Bye Bye, I was like, maybe it could be something. It's not, but maybe. If there was a guitar solo, I would be okay. Weird too, cause she got a really cool guitar. She's got like a really nice Gibson. Some funky organ, Jay Graydon's on. Oh yeah, it's definitely Graydon. But uh, no, that didn't go anywhere. It was just like a. Oh, oh god. Oh wait. Oh yeah, we got this one. Oh, this is horrific. <laughs> We're playing non-yacht rock on a yacht rock show. Well, you know. We're, we're calling for for we're mining, rock, mining rock we, we, don't, we don't want you to think you to think we're lying to you. This this shit's hard work, you know, to find this stuff for your entertainment. So Terry Garthwaite, um, I would say, is a step below, at least a four, a few step below Richard Kerr. Richard Kerr, I'm still, even though yeah, he yeah. wasn't yacht rock, I was, was cool. I, yeah. I thought Richard Kerr was kind of cool. Yeah, I'm kind of a Richard Kerr fan. Dave, what are you gonna make me endure next? Um, up next, we got Keeping Time, and you can feel free to go, <laughs> by Paul Jabara. Now, I know oh. some stuff about this, because there's the song Last Dance, and okay. I know Paul Jabara had been fairly uh, involved with uh, um, disco music. Yes, I and I, and, disco, sure. And a lot of, you right. know, a lot of yacht rockers did, did play sure. some disco. So let me tell you, on this album, you got Lukather, David Huntgate on bass ed green you got david foster you got victor feldman oh my god you got jay graydon um just going through you know you got bill Payne on keyboards mike baird on drums bill. um wow you got high high winding or jay you may go by jay bass chuck rain chuck rate but that's on last dance we know last dance is a disco song so uh pleasure island is a song i, I don't think this album uh Keeping Time by Paul Jabara, which he's, he's a, it's a cityscape and he's holding on to a clock like he's going to fall. It's kind of a Leo Sayer vibe to it. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got overalls and, overalls. and Converse Chuck, Chuck Taylor's and on. he's like, oh no, he's I'm going to jump to his time, death or he's hanging out. I'm going to disco while I do it. <laughs> uh, I, th- you know what? Listen, I think this could be maybe a piece of gold. I, I think we might get a recording. You think out we of this might one. get some yacht rock out of this? I, I think so. There are yacht rock play. It's a it's a yacht bonanza. But what I call here, buddy, is fools go. <laughs> so um, if, if we if we like it enough to to put samples, we'll do the samples. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So uh, when we come back, it will be a review, a critical review of Paul Jabara's Keeping Time album from when? Oh, you son of a beast nest. It's gotta be 79. Oh, earlier. Come on. Oh, no. yeah, no, no, 77. Okay. 77. Right. Yeah, it's way... It, if they just smooth out anything, I'd be surprised, but we'll see. We'll be right back, everybody. All right, we're back uh, from the Paul Jabara keeping time listening session. And so basically, this is from 77. Yeah. It's disco. Very. And then it, and then when he changes pace, it's AM gold. The only thing I will say is on the second side, 
There's a long song called Pleasure Island. And I'll play a sample. Of, it's disco, but at the end of Pleasure Island, they there's like a long kind of disco section where you can kind of hear the Yacht Rocker dudes stretching out a little bit. It's definitely pre-Yacht Rock, which is cool. This is this is a sample of Pleasure Island. <laughs> so on Pleasure Island, who do we have playing? Everyone. You got David Foster. You got Graydon and Lukather. You got Huntgate. This is Ed Green on drums. Victor Feldman on percussion. And Brenda Russell on backing vocals. God, how old was Lukather? He must have been like 19 <laughs> years old. He was still in something. the womb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a song that if... Uh, if Yacht Rock Review made more original music, it might, <laughs> might sound like this. <laughs> if they were lucky. Yeah. It would probably be more modern. One good thing about well, Paul Jabara, he kind of looks like Damone from Fast Times, Fast Times of Ridgemont High. Yeah, they sell your tickets. So then the final song on the album is a ballad, and there is a little Jay Graydon solo in there. It's not really anything. It's not even a solo. It's just it's like a... It's a solo, but yeah. it's not really anything. Um, so I'm, this this is this is one of those disco songs where it's, it's a long song. I, I, for, I'm like, does it say how long pleasure I... I mean, it's at least like seven minutes long, and um, yeah, it's a coke-fueled dancing <laughs> song from the seventy-seven. I, I faded out. I think I fade back. So, so that fades. That song leads into this this section here. So you can hear all the studio fellas. Oh, that bass is just kicking. Oh, it's awesome. It's uh, David Huntgate from Toto. Slap bass, man. Competent bass work. If I was out at a club with a fun dance partner, I could see you in a white suit. I think you have a white suit, right? I have a few white suits. (laughs) A few. There's that's David Foster. Yeah, I'm David Foster. So uh, this is what it sounds like. We're coming up <coughs> with, with a lot of uh, fool's gold here, fool's yacht. I, I was so hoping. Were, yeah. I mean, like you know, this is this in itself. It's, it's got fun, everyone it's funky. on it though. It's yeah. funky. It's just too early. It's seventy-seven. Uh, you know, in terms of doing smooth music, it was that was in its like infancy. I think I fade into the just so here's that J grading. Should have just had him over the singing parts too. 
So yeah, we're we're uh, we're coming close, guys. There's uh, if you're prospecting out in the mountains, I don't know anything about prospect, but you know you get those little. You think you might be on the right track to land, landing the mother load no. of uh, of yacht rock. A vein of fool's gold. We just <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like we're buying lottery tickets. This is basically what we're <laughs> We got silver dust all over our shirts right now. Yes. Scratching off. <laughs> Hanging out at the gas station, listening to <laughs> yeah, disco. disco. Uh, all right. You ready to keep moving on here? On a marathon here. We got 20 to go, right? Uh, no, not that many. This is Laney Hall with the album Double or Nothing. I think. Oh my probably, God! Wait, wait, wait! People are kind oh, of familiar. This with This album is—it it speaks to my heart. Holy shit! Laney Hall. She's she's walking in New York City. Very beautiful young lady, yeah. and there's a Volvo 240 oh, there a wagon Volvo. behind her. My favorite car in the whole world. <laughs> Oh my god! It's so, I can't wait for this album, Dave. Do you, you want to get? A I think I might keep. I want this album. <laughs> I'll give you the two fifty or whatever you dropped on this thing. <laughs> it may have been three dollars. All right, I'll give you the three bucks. Let me just pull out uh, and, and see if it says. Ooh, hey, hello. Uh, I just want to say, uh, first thing I saw on the credits was with special thanks to Volvo ne- two forty. No. no, special thanks to. Neil Larson and Buzz Featon. Oh my God, this is gonna be great! I just gotta. Holy shit! I don't like making cheap jokes. You know, I was gonna say I just got a yacht boner, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's a cheap, the cheap joke. <laughs> I don't like making cheap jokes. Uh, I was recorded in Hollywood. I think people who oh oh crap. You know, all right. You know what's on this album? What? Uh, all right. I just want. I just take a deep breath, okay? You saw the Volvo. Yep. She does a cover of Sailing Without a Sail. Oh, <laughs> my God. Are you? Oh, but this might be my favorite album ever. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, God. All right. Before Eric gets uh, oh, I'm, I'm the clamped. Oh. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I got my old face. <laughs> no cheap jokes. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go listen to some. Oh my god, I can't wait. Laney Hall. Thank you, folks. And hopefully we have something to play. We'll, we'll probably play samples anyways. So, you know, we'll be back in a second. And go Google Laney Hall, double or nothing. You should tell your family about it. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, we're back, and uh, I think we're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I feel shame. That we this should be general knowledge crap and right on the album I didn't even see it in the credits on Laney Hall's Double or Nothing. Loving thanks to my beautiful husband Herb Albert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and produced by Herb Albert. They were, they were married in 1973. Are still married. Oh, geez, Louise. Yeah. So Herb Albert and his wife Laney Hall made an album and had Neil Larson and Buzz Featon. Uh, do a lot of the music work on it. Um, as far as the songs go, I, I'm not a huge fan of her voice. It's it's good, um, but some of the songs are ballady. Some of the songs are um, Disco. disco-y. Yeah. Some kind of have a little bit of like, we're going to be a little bit rock and roll. Not to that much, but kind of. Yeah, but uh, then you struck upon that one. Yeah, you? so there's, there's one song. I'm not saying it's the mother load, but... I think uh, I think this song. I would 
I would have submitted this to be on Yacht Rock. Strongly on the boat. It's called Shot in the Dark by Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) (laughs) One step away from you. Um, But it is called Shot in the Dark. Let's see if I can. Here we go. Yatsky scale. Um, I, I'm gonna say it's no, pretty damn high. I, I I'm not gonna guess. I have my opinion. I don't I don't know yeah, if I keep say it to it. yourself. But um, I also, in full transparency, I there's a there's a, you know there's a YouTube site called uh, West Coast 99, and it has all kinds of West Coast music. I mean, uh, some of that you know it. it some of that is that it's all West Coast, but some of it is kind of ballady. And I know that there was a song from this album, so I, I knew going in there was something, something on this album that was good. I just didn't know if it would really be yachty. And you know, I think this song, this song is by far it's the only one on the album that could well, be considered. I mean, sailing sure. without a sail, which I'm gonna, when this song ends, there's going to be a little. I think we have the first verse and chorus of Sailing Without a Sail playing in the background. It's, it's no St. Bill, but... It's not. It, it's okay. Yeah, man. I mean, she... You know... I like this a lot. This is great. I think Larson Featon really... Uh, yeah. Do I like it more than Ozzy Osbourne's? Maybe I do, but I'm not a metal guy. No. I can pump my fist to the Aussie version. <laughs> I think now it's coming in a little bit of sailing without a sail. From Laney Hall's album Double or Nothing, it's sailing without a sail. <laughs>
So yeah, you know, um, the second side of Double or, Double or Nothing, uh, it wasn't doing much for me. But the first side has Shot in the Dark and Sailing Without a Sail. So uh, I, I'll, uh, yeah, I would give this album some credit. Herb Albert produced it. I just want the sleeve. Oh my you, god! You can have it. Oh. I, I'll give you. I'll give you this <laughs> it's album. <got> the... <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. So here you go. Oh, thanks, thanks, Dave. I got. Um, you, I get you three bucks. All right. You know, it's interesting. Uh, let's see. We got forty minutes in. Th- this is bringing back a memory I have, and it's actually one of my earliest uh, memories of like yacht rock related ish type music. And I'll explain why. So, I, all right. I remember being a kindergartner and having all these having all this kid music stuff, and going to my mom and being like, "I want some, you know, like rock me. I want something kind of like for. It was I didn't say for adults, but something like rock music. Mm-hmm. And she gave me this Disco Duck in the Navy <laughs> album, and I remember I liked the song Knock on Wood. But that kind of got me like into the idea yeah. of like you know more adult music, and so. <clears throat> Let's say so. Fa- fast forward a year, a couple years. So my dad was a, a British literature teacher at the high school, and all of his coworkers were like older, sort of well-read gentlemen who like to yeah. sit around and, and boring. Yeah, well, they Smoke like they like to talk about intellectual stuff. Uh, boring. And they were older than him. And they, he, you know, he was friends with them, but they were all they were older than my dad at the time. Um, and so, one of the guys who was my dad's coworker, who was the same age was the school guidance counselor. And so this guidance counselor, guidance counselor dude, he like would wear plaid leisure suits. He every every winter he'd buy the most modern uh, ski gear, you know, and okay. he, right? So I remember being like in like second grade and like and my parents went to bed early cuz they both, you know, and we they made us go to bed early too. They were they were lame. But um uh, so I remember one night, eight o'clock, weeknight, ding dong at the door. And it's a guidance counselor, and he goes to my dad, Joe, you gotta hear this music. <laughs> what? He pulls up. <laughs> was he? Was he? And my, my, my dad loves my dad loves music. He loves love. He's always loved, and he's always loved easy listening music. So, the, so the guidance counselor pulls out uh, Pavarotti. It's a Pavarotti. <laughs> what? And and my dad puts it, out, and he has like this old record player. Because my dad used to buy albums all the time up until rock and roll took over. So they put on Pavarotti, and my dad's like, "Oh, this is tremendous!" And then, and then he pulls out <laughs> oh, this this little box, and he goes, "And Joe, this is a Walkman." <laughs> and my dad puts it on, and, and it's a tape. And he goes, "This is Nana Muscuri." <laughs> and like my dad's like, "This is like a concert in my. This is amazing." He never had like you know headphones. headphones on, yeah. yeah, and so. <laughs> I remember like sitting there looking at it, be like, "Whoa, okay, what the heck's going on here?" And so around this time as well, I had gone over to a sleepover at my friend's house, and I was probably like second, going on third grade, and and his older brother had Synchronicity, I think I think maybe 1984 by Van Halen. Okay. So I was like getting introduced to, and and born in the USA. All right. So the point of this story comes next. So I'm I'm seeing my dad and this guidance counselor, you know, like geeking out to music stuff. I'm starting to learn more about music stuff. It's probably third grade. I'm in. Ding dong, eight o'clock at night. You know, a year later, it's it's the guidance counselor. <laughs> 
Joe, you gotta hear this music. <laughs> he comes in. And now my dad had updated all of his stereo stuff in, in over the course of this year because, okay. you know, the guidance counselor, his buddy, was always getting the most modern stereo crap. Pulls out an LP. Julio Iglesias. <laughs> oh, God. 1100 Bel Air Place. He's oh, like, my this God. is outstanding music. And so they put on that album. Now, that album has... Yacht Rock. That's Yacht Rock Bonanza personnel. Yeah, sure. I don't know if it, you know, it, it's smooth. Like that first song, Moonlight Lady. Uh, I wouldn't say whether or not it's like on the boat, but you, you get the drift, right? So here's here's the the big, big thing. My dad has a new stereo system, and he's listening to this Julio Iglesias, and he's like, this is amazing. This is wonderful music. And he goes, I need to make a copy of this. Now, I had already actually taken a tape recorder and put it up to the radio and like recorded or, or up to my friend's record player and recorded synchronicity on a, on a tape okay. to a tape recorder yep. yeah we all did that so then my dad takes out a blank tape puts it in his dual tape deck wait puts, wait wait you had dual tape he decks? had dual tape decks god damn you he, grew up rich man <laughs> dual tape decks he was an english teacher holy shit he wasn't rich my mom was a church organist <laughs> um but he made an investment let's put it that way and so Puts the needle down on the record, hits record on the tape, and I'm like, oh, I've done this. And, I, and I'm listening to Julio Iglesias, and I'm watching them geek out over music. And I'm listening to it, I'm like, this music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm watching them like, geek out, I'm like, man, I hope I never grow up to be like them. <laughs> but Here you are. But they're talking, yeah. right? So they're, they're, they're talking as as the album is, is playing, as Julio Iglesias' smooth album is playing. And I'm kind of watching them watching them talk i know the tapes recording and i say uh because i'm thinking about my experience with a tape recorder up to the the, the speaker and i'm yeah. like so won't are you guys okay with um having your voices on this thing because uh, i'm assuming it's the same thing you know and 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 uh, the guidance counselor you know the hip guidance he's like no no this goes right from the album right into the tape deck. <laughs> so it's a direct recording. And I was like, whoa. So that was the first time I ever saw a vinyl being dubbed onto a cassette tape. So your, your dad's yeah. pal made him a, a mixtape. Uh, it wasn't a mixtape. He, he brought over the vinyl and then my dad dubbed the That's vinyl. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah dub, dubbed that vinyl. Were they drinking Campari? <laughs> no, it was, no? It, it was like, it was like so late at night. It was like nine o'clock at <laughs> night. So, um, but anyway, so that, that just jogged a memory. I figure we can take a little break from the music, but, uh, want to move on to the next one? What do you got? This is also one that I, I have heard before. This is... Marilyn Scott without warning. Oh yeah. And now um it says special low price right on the record. That's an insult. Um you know our friend from Canada, David Beckett. We mentioned him last episode. Yep. I think he he brought this up. Yes. So uh I guess you ready to go and listen to Marilyn Scott and maybe record a song and, and, and talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we'll be right back. And we are back. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize... No, how much... Yeah. Produced by Michael Sambello. Guitars, obviously, by Michael Sambello. Keyboards, uh, what is it? Jimmy Haslip and, and Ian Underwood and uh, Dan Sambello on acoustic piano. 
you got John Robinson on drums, Nathan E's bass, um, Polina DeCosto. This is the first song off the album. It's called Only You. This is from 1983. Marilyn Scott's Without Warning album. song this song first song off the album what a way to start an album off huh only you uh, I'd, I'd play this at a yacht coat show oh yeah who's playing bass on this there's a few people but Nathan East uh, and Jimmy Haslip, who also was playing uh, keyboard. Uh, I guess Michael Sambello played some bass too. I mean, it, it sounds like it's a. That sounds like a keyboard bass. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. out i think i got some samples of some of the other songs coming up so the, the song after that is first time which is a cover of a michael sambello song very smooth third song where is the key this verse is a little um soft but the uh it, it gets into a good groove on this one too i was really impressed with this song as well this 
great backing vocal. Backing vocals by Pepper Watkins. Oh, Pepper. <laughs> Cherie Brown. <laughs> What's next? This is a You Can Do It. Great groove. She might be too positive for Yacht Rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's not sad loser songs. Michael Sambella was never very yeah. sad. He was still yachty though. Mm. Keyboards. self-help <laughs> song well there was uh there was a couple ballads and then there was some 80s pop this is the second song on the second side if you let me love you it has a nice groove to it see now this is more of a yacht rock theme yeah you know this like weird you know love requited kind of thing you know sure That's like a creepy that's like a stalker song it's kind of <laughs> that's pretty cool i mean this is 83 so it's definitely near the end it's yeah. moving into more modern stuff but um i i like this album a lot marilyn scott's without warning that gets the yacht goat approval seal um, i don't know if we'd play every single song on it oops no i could definitely see uh see these being brought up to the boys for uh Inclusion on the boat. Background music. So, uh, yeah, Marilyn Scott's Without Warning. Absolutely. Uh, even the songs that are not overly yachty are, are, are really good listenable songs. It's, it's This seems like a really good album. Uh, Michael Sambello did a great job. Uh, and a lot of songs that would be... Pretty yachty. That, that, I'm, I'm really impressed with that album. Um, I think we got time for a couple more. So the next one, I don't know anything about. Okay. And I'm, I'm betting it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got the, the yeah. Kenny Loggins globe. Yeah, actually, thing. he does. Glowing yeah, so, globe. Um, look up on Google or <laughs> look up on your phone. Gene Cotton. The album is Eclipse of the Blue Moon. 
And it looks like somebody stealing is stealing some ideas from Kenny Loggins. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Anything on here? I don't have a good feeling about this one. Oh my God. There's a poem on the back. Ugh. Oh, this sounds perfect. Where, let me see. Where's it recorded? Horrible. Um, it doesn't say where it's recorded. I don't know if I see any people I recognize. <laughs> nobody, wanted, nobody wanted to be associated with this album? No. It's from 1981. Um, Clips of the Blue Moon. Operator, operator, friend of mine. Go on the other side. See anything here? Yeah, this is going to be probably junk. Um, <laughs> so, uh, oh, there's a song called 80s State of Mind. I, I'm, it's, uh, the verse one starts with, I like Mercedes. I like what Led Zeppelin do. Oh. Crosby, Stills, and Nash and & Young. And New Wave Punk Rock too. Oh my god, I can't wait for this shitstorm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. But we'll be back in a second to let you know what Gene Cotton oh it's it's Gene Cotton and American Ace <laughs> with the album Eclipse of the Blue Moon from 19 this is 1980 the other side said 1981 oh, they don't even know what year it was recorded in these guys are oh certain songs are 1980 certain songs are 1981 oh. It's a think piece. Whew. He had it going on for a while. Well, this may be nothing, which is fine. We're, com- we're coming up on like 55 minutes in the episode, so we got about like 10 minutes more to go. Uh, so maybe Gene Cotton will be a fast one. We'll, be, we'll get to something else. All right, we'll be right back. All right, uh, we're back. So if, uh, if you're looking for cheap trick with all the intensity of Super Tramp... <laughs> then Gene Cotton might be your your man. Um, yeah, that the, was that was a quick listen. The first song uh, is called Simon and Simon, oh. and it's literally about the TV oh, show my God. Simon and Simon. That's awful. Um, yeah, that was there. There was nothing there. There's that was <clears throat> literally like yeah, like eighties pop ish. It. it Kind of sounded like if, yeah, if, if all the good parts of of Cheap Trick were pulled out, and sort of all the bad parts of Super Tramp. I'm not a big. There's some Super Tramp. I shouldn't shit on Super Tramp. This, my old cat used to like Super Tramp. <laughs> uh, he, I would put on that Crisis What Crisis album, and the cat would snuggle. He up would to listen you. to Super Tramp, but there is some. There's a certain lameness factor to Super Tramp, in my opinion, and. uh so uh, I don't want to shit on Supertramp when we're talking about Gene Cotton. Uh, so yeah, that album's not very good. Do you have anything to say about Gene Cotton? I, you know, while you were ripping him up, I was doing a little uh, you know internet search on him, and apparently he's he's something of a uh, he's kind of a philanthropist, I guess, and and uh, he lives in Nashville area, and he's uh, all about helping underprivileged kids, which is great, and he has a a program called Kids on Stage. And it brings the art arts to the kids that, you know, normally can't, you know, express themselves in the cities and Nashville. And uh, he's actually had Michael McDonald play, perform several times to help raise awareness and money for the, his, his right. organization. So Gene Cotton on the boat. Yeah, <laughs> on the yeah, by association. So he, he might not be a great musician, but he's a good person. So, Dave, you should feel ashamed. Okay. All right. We got a little bit of time left. Not much. Um 
Let's see. We got uh, three albums. Uh, one I actually is, is I'm cheating with. It's Ian Matthews Siamese Friends because uh, I know they do a cover of a Mark Jordan album on it. Okay. Um, the other one is Gene Chandler's Here's to Love. That looks jazzy. And then the other one is Margie Joseph Knockout. Oh hell yeah! All right, let's do that one. Let's go. Just we'll just check out the three of them <laughs> okay. and, and do oh, a well. quick, quick. Uh, you know. I'm still thinking about that Richard Kerr. <laughs> I liked that first. You song. want to put him on the boat, don't no, you? No, he's not going on the boat, but I might end the show with that Richard Kerr song. Okay. All right. So uh, we're, we have a couple a couple albums. Ian Matthews, Siamese Friends, Gene Chandler's Here's to Love, and Margie Joseph, Knockout. We'll be back in a second, and we'll tell you about those albums, if there's anything you should be uh, listening to. All right. They don't even have the Sounds right familiar, huh? <laughs> yeah. So Ian Matthews, Siamese Friends, obviously the classic song Survival by Mark Jordan, but with, in my opinion, worse vocals. And it's not as cool as Mark Jordan's version. The rest of this album sounds like this guy singing over a Dire Straits album. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, a lot of Mark Knopfler kind of finger-picking guitar thing. So, gets credit for uh, covering the immortal Mark Jordan, but uh, yeah. Eh. So we're fading out into Margie Joseph. Mm. Hail. Smoking hot. Mm. So this is a great album. It's from 1981. It sounds like like Rick James and Prince. I think some of it was in New York. Some of it was in Muscle Muscle Shoals. Probably no yacht rock on it, but <clears throat> I will say, Margie Joseph's Knockout, outside of the yacht rock universe, is pretty darn good. If we were doing a gig and it went into later night, um, there's probably some songs on this song I would actually play. Yeah, that was a great one. This is a. Uh, Gene Chandler. Gene Chandler's album, uh, Here's to Love, from 1981. A lot of this album seems like, I mean, it's kind of soul, R&B. Yeah, definitely, yeah, R&B. Um, it was mastered in Los Angeles. I don't think there's any players on this. Uh, I'm looking through. I don't see any... Straight up soul, and uh, yeah. let me just pause this for a second. So we had played kind of songs <clears throat> or selections from every album except for one, the first one. And I think, <laughs> I think it deserves our respect. This is Richard Kerr's. No, it's not Bonnevar. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is not a current song. <laughs> this is recorded in 1978. It could be out today, amongst uh, fashionable youths. Like sensitive music. <laughs> Once again, look up Richard Kerr. Welcome to the club. And just look him staring at your eyes. This is, 
not Yaw Rock, but... This song gives me some feelings. This is good soft rock. Nice, nice little change there. It's funny that you chose to call today and tell me that you love me. I bet Bill Champlin's on backgrounds on the choruses too. You know, in this day and age, 2020, it's like you either show your feelings and you're too sensitive or you don't, you're just so, you know, cold and to the entire world, you tune everything out. <laughs> it's nice to hear someone from back from 1978 who just <clears throat> emotionally saying, I can't afford that feeling anymore. It may not be Yacht Rock, but you know what the sentiment, yeah. the sentiment <laughs> I feel. is Yacht Rock. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, Richard Kerr wrote Mandy, and Mandy is my favorite song at uh, karaoke. I think it might be your new favorite artist. <clears throat> no. I, well, no. <laughs> I, let me put it this way. I wouldn't bet against me looking online over the next week for, for a Richard Kerr t-shirt. <laughs> I can wear my Bill of Bounty. You can wear your Richard Kerr. Kerr. Yeah. I'm going to see if there, if I can start some Kerrhead fan, fan club. <laughs> it's got to be out there. Uh, so uh, what are we at? We're at one minute, or rather one hour and about four minutes. So we're coming close to the end of this. By the way, before we end this episode, I don't like this... George Harrison Beatles influence on Richard Kerr. If I had a time machine, I would go back and be like, dude, listen to the goddamn Michael McDonald. Stop listening to the Beatles. This song could be, this song could have been like a great yacht rock song. It's only a few BPMs. Yeah, man. Like, Ch- it's not- Richard, <laughs> you're a great songwriter. I, I know you love the Beatles, but come on, listen to some, yeah, give listen it to a, some Steely Dan. Listen give it a bounce. McDonald, you could have done it, buddy. You could have been on the boat. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you, but you could have been there, Richard. And with that note, thanks, Eric, for uh, joining us for this. This has been a whirlwind yeah. episode. This was fun. I, I want to do this again. <clears throat> Listen, I'll pony up the 40 bucks next time for the... All right, the, for the... Uh, yeah, the, the gold... <clears throat> and listen, gold I, wa- I also want to say... The the um, seller on Discogs is called Stevie Ray Vinyl, <laughs> and I've actually done this before. I've got I've done this before with a bunch of albums from this guy, and uh, so he has no idea who we are or anything. But Make Steve famous Stevie Ray Vinyl is the person there. Um, all right, you know what? I think next week we have a really big show too, uh, even bigger than this one. I think Cass is going to be in, and we have some a special guest surprise guest that i'm really excited about thanks everybody for listening um yeah this has been uh this has been fun that was great i really learned a lot i think i've opened my heart to some new material i've closed my heart to uh what's his name (laughs) 
Gene Cotton. Oh yeah, Gene Cotton. Can Gene, bite. Co- Gene yeah. Cotton. Not and then uh, also Gene Notton. Uh, Terry Garthwaite. No. Sorry, Terry. Nope. Paul Jabara. Eh, no. Not really there. But you know what? We got some other great stuff in there. So uh, we'll see you next week, buddies. Uh, anything? Anything else to say, Eric? Or no, are we, are we done? Good night. Night, everybody. Drive safe. <laughs>